The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, sometimes informed, but generally comedic approach to the human condition. Our discussions aren't about being right or wrong or trying to win or sound high and mighty. It's about having a space to freely put topics through the grinder and hopefully give you something to think about. Not everything we say will make you feel good, and you may not even agree, and that's okay. That's what it means to be a mature person. That being said, we often use mature language or talk about topics that may not be suitable for the car ride with your loved ones. So if any of that stuff offends you, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Salumas Podcast. In today's episode, we ask, are we missing something? Is it a lack of traumas or hardships in someone's life that makes them believe that they're some sort of prisoner, that they're under attack during a pandemic, except with DoorDash, Netflix, and other shit like that? What needs to go wrong to give us some perspective outside of our own so that we exercise shutting the fuck up just a little bit more than we are right now? Did we learn nothing from last year's shutdowns? Are we doomed to repeat the same mistakes with potentially worse results? And does Chris really have a sex swing in his living room? All that plus more in episode 858. What didn't go wrong? Oh, I tried to talk like uh, Petey Green. Remember that thing about how to eat a watermelon? Yes. Where he's like, oh, I got no air on now. <laughs> Man, I think I deleted that shit from my mind to make <laughs> room for more memories, though. <laughs> he's like, you see you see the thing about brothers. <laughs> we we have the audacity to cut a hole in that watermelon and put milk in it. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Like that dude, I was just like, I, I felt like that video. I was like, he's taking us a couple steps back. I think he's, I think he's, that's well, his, he's yeah, sabotaging like, black people. It's like non-black people that are like, you got to see this video. I'm like, I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. Is everything okay at home? Yeah. How many end bombs do you drop? Oh, so many. There's like, man, he gave us the lease right here. Man. I swear, anytime a white person is like, have you seen this video? Petey Green, how to eat a watermelon. Now, look, now look, brace I yourself I'm, here. I know I'm being a little racial and edgy <laughs> right now, but look, I ain't disparaging him. I, I think he's a hoot. I think he's a hoot. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. You know what? I don't even see race. <laughs> I don't see color. I don't see I color. See, I just see love. You know, there, there are uh, bad people of all colors, and I don't understand why we got to solve this division. Why can't Seriously. we just be people? But if he dates my daughter, I'll fucking kill him. I know, but you know what? That's just, that's my that's my own personal feelings, you know? <laughs> and my opinion matters just as much as your opinion. And that's you know, why I like I don't, There ain't no hate in my heart. I just don't want a darkie dating my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have I heard that shit before? I don't know. I, sl- I slip in under the radar and then they're like, wait a minute. Like, well, what is he? What happened here? We're going to have a Puerto Rican getting our inheritance tonight. He's like, have that. we cannot have that. Anyway, Jesus. It's been a quite the, uh, the eventful week. First of all, I celebrated my birthday on Saturday, so that you was pretty old fun. You're old in a motherfucking I'm not. Bitch. I'm still the youngest man alive. You so. are the youngest old-ass bitch that, I ever, am, I am. that ever plotted around. <laughs> Listen, I went to uh, I went to Nashville to the, uh, uh, it was like the Nashville Grand Prix, and I watched some. Do you, did you ever like like that Mario Andretti type racing, like those open like, wheel racing and like shit? Bro, You're about like, to roast me, aren't like you? Like, I know. Fuck you, Christopher. <laughs> like, you stop. I'm like, I know that. that you're saying this to be conversational, but if you search your heart, you know the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, he said if you search your heart. But I went to the fuck. <laughs> I went to the races. And it was cool, man. It was real fun. I had a good ass time. Got to watch cars go fast. Uh, it was American as fuck. It really was. 
but uh, I was okay. I heard that. your little what? You, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Whatever. Now someone goes. Someone goes. Yee. You pulled a titty out. I was like, woo woo. You did. Now, well, I do have one video. Well, this relationship. Like Tokyo drifted. I heard you. <laughs> yeah. No. There. Oh yeah. That part where I go wow. But there was one video that for some reason I couldn't post. There was, you know, how they always have those religious nut jobs calling people whores and sinners and shit like, like that. Like yeah. as they should. Yeah, yeah as they should yeah, be- like, because uh, they're you, whores. You, well, yeah, and you know they're out there doing what Jesus would have wanted. Absolutely, one thousand percent. So that guy was out there doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. And um, so he's talking about guys watching porn. My babies can't breath. <laughs> they can't breath. That dude's fucking stupid. <laughs> I wish he was a listener, but I know he doesn't have the internet. He doesn't. But, like yeah, he doesn't. But um, this dude was calling people sinners and whores and all this stuff. And he was like, and porn is ruining marriages. And that, so I get my phone and I start recording and I'm just like, hey, I'm just sitting out here with this guy. And I was like, what's your favorite type of porn? And he's like talking and then it, it just cuts it, it like it catches him off guard because I'm asking him what his favorite type of porn is. And he's just like, he goes, he paused. I was like, interracial. He loves that shit. He totally does. Why wasn't the video? What happened to the video? Well, let me see if I can pull it on my phone. I couldn't upload it to Facebook. It kept failing. Um, It's probably because I told my friend I beat his legs in backwards and I got banned for that shit. That was so stupid. So they're like super questionable about what videos they're going to like, we need to be, we need to watch what he does. This is liable to be a hate crime. No one (laughs) collude. Let me see. You caught it off because I was like, he loves interracial. But yeah, that dude loves. I think he he's more of a BBW type. I think he he's into that. I think I think he likes being pegged. Oh yeah, he probably does like being pegged. Yeah, by yeah. BBW, by a, a black BBW. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyway, that was a that was a fun fun time. Uh, then we went over to. A, have you been out to the Flying Saucer? You don't drink much beer. I'm familiar with Flying Saucer. I was just talking to my girlfriend about going really? to the Flying Saucer, okay. drinking hummingbird water, and getting like a pizza or something. Oh well, I don't know what that is. I just I had hummingbird some. water is half um uh pear cider and half uh framboise. What's that? Is that it's champagne? A, it's a raspberry lambic beer. Oh, like a damn, Belgian. that sounds good as hell. Uh, well, it, it tastes like if you was to turn raspberry sorbet into a beer. Okay, this sounds good. I it's like fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I like where this is going. You get them super cold and yeah. then get the one that's like roughly the size of a wine bottle Yeah, and come in from like mowing the yard or something and just okay. don't. Yeah, I was going to say, that just sounds. like, oh, this was a great idea. And then within about 10 minutes, you're like. I have just chugged an enti- basically <laughs> yeah. an entire bottle of. Oh my god! Of well, I, I don't guess it's probably like, kind of strong. It's not high gravity. It's, really? Yeah, this is like a regular ass beer. Oh. So you just well, I'm a lightweight like you anyway. Chug with... the deuce deuce or something. Yeah, which ain't shit to you. Well, the the uh, I went over there and I had a bunch of different beers. Well, it's like three or four, but that's a lot for me because I just I just don't drink beer often, and. Uh, but I had, and on top of being dehydrated. So when you're dehydrated, it doesn't take you anything to get kind of drunk. You know what I'm saying? And so I got in there, had had some water, and then started having some beers and stuff. And then I, I tried their brat. Listen, man, I can do better. I just, I just can. Their mustard, though. I know that's house mustard. That shit is fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. But the brat was, and it was way too much bread. So I had to take, I took a half of the bread off and the broth just wasn't that great, man. The beer was good. Flying saucer still good. I still recommend it. But well, and, and then they got all them sofas that's questionable as fuck. And that's oh, like, there's cum stains all over those well, things, And that's man. why I told my girlfriend, I was like, I would like to take you to a flying saucer and go do the whole experience. But um, like in the era of COVID. And even before that, those sofas were super questionable. Oh, they're sus. Yeah, but Real that's sus. part of the experience is rolling in the Flying Saucer drunk. I mean, 3-6 Mafia talks about the Flying Do they saucer. really? Yeah, baby. Which song? Fuck, I don't know. Okay. Google that shit. Man. I will, I will. Yeah, they, um, I'm fairly certain it was uh, DJ Paul. DJ Paul. DJ Paul, if I'm not mistaken, was talking about the Flying Saucer, but... Anyway, yeah, it's it's an all right little experience, but you know, I don't even really drink. Yeah. 
period. Like I will, I'll get super drunk. Yeah. But I just, I'm not one of them people that's like, man, I am hankering a Mick Ultra. <laughs> I could use a Mick. You know, right since now. we're out here on the links, I really could go for a fucking low cow brew. <laughs> Honestly, speaking of links, like because I suck at golf, I'm I'm good at getting drunk. So I'm, if I'm out there on the course, I'm just going to get drunk. I'm so. okay at golf. Are you? Except for putting. Yeah. S- since I began like my power lifting yeah. like, endeavor. Don't say he was like, I just don't know how strong I am. Because no, I'm doing the jack off motion if you are. No, it ain't about strength. It's okay. about it's about how your like muscle control is yeah. oriented. And mine is not oriented towards like fine motor skills at the end of like like a little and it, I look like a monkey fucking a football, even emulating <laughs> the putting stance. Like I ain't got no neck. Sounds fucking hot, dude. The putting stance? No, the monkey fucking a football. Oh. <laughs> all of it's very sexual it's kalu it's quite erotic let me tell you <laughs> all right so i wanted to talk about uh well like i said it's been a interesting week lots more uh complaining honestly on 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 everyone's part there's a uh, more mandates coming through gnashing of teeth gnashing of teeth wailing man. twirling oh my god and In honestly the camps now they're they're thinly veiling the uh, Holocaust references. Oh God! So they'll put camps in quotation yeah. marks. Yeah, so yeah. And uh, it's it just goes to show, just like I said in the last episode, that it's like there is so much privilege, dude. We are think about it this way: a lot of the people that are talking about how they just sound like they're so oppressed, they all know that if things shut down. They could go home to their comfortable houses, turn on their smart TV. That's probably big as shit. Okay. They have working internet. They can watch any movie that they want yeah. from this smart TV. Yeah. They can call a service or they don't have to call. They can do something on their phone, use an app and some other dude or girl, whatever. It's 2020. Can go and bring them food whenever they want at all hours of the day. And they can literally just sit down and chill. Yeah, they got that posted up with that oversized dream catcher they got when they went to Gatlinburg that one oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little too drunk. Yeah, got a, little, got a dream catcher. Yeah, but it's catching the evil vibes yeah. and shit because you know that's how that works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now they're over here acting like there's no... Pr- it's just like people aren't... They, they don't... I, I hear, I'm friends with too many people that are doing well. That's what I think. I, I'm friends with too many people that have never had a hard time. Because that's, this is not a hard time. That's what it sounds like. This this is not like, I, why is it that I can sit here in, in my comfortable ass life and all this stuff is going on and I'm still just like, oh, I've seen, I've, I've had worse. Hmm. Why is, why is it like that? Because you're forced to look at the world a different way when you're born... Um, in, with intersectionalities go on when you're born with intersectionalities each one of those intersectionalities is another um plane by which or lens through which we are forced mm. to draw perspective yeah so the fewer intersectionalities an individual has the correlation is obviously going to lend itself towards um self-centeredness mm. um People oftentimes will call themselves empaths. Okay, and I and when that. and 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 oh. I will tell you, like from a psychosocial standpoint, I am kind of more of an empath mm. type motherfucker. And I can tell you that they're not. Like being sensitive doesn't mean you're an empath. Yeah. There there are plenty of sociopaths that have ego issues that if you hurt their feelings, they'll be like, oh, how fucking dare you? Yeah. Plenty. More than there are impasse. Impasse generally are like, why did this person talk to me like this? They're coming from a place of pain, it sounds like. But yeah, it, it fundamentally comes down to those intersectionalities. And those intersectionalities can extend not only in terms of uh, race, um, socioeconomic status, gender, um, fucking uh, religion um locality what what other elements do we have as far as intersectionalities are concerned 
a vocation. I was going to say education, that kind of stuff. Education, vocation. Again, when you stack all of these together, again, the, the perspective of someone who is a former Mennonite that is uh, half black and transgender is going to be a fucking unicorn. But it's, it's going to be, it's going to be inundated. No matter, yeah, yeah. no matter if this person is of the, the oft ridiculed generation Z that hasn't really fought any conventional wars, so to speak, that person still is playing on those multiple planes. They're still, psychologically residing on multiple planes of perspective at the same time. And you don't see that same kind of uh, widespread gnashing of teeth, lamenting, wailing, fucking twirling coming from those individuals as you do people that have zero to one intersectionality. Mm. That's true. And, And when I say, again, intersectionality, when we say religion... It, or any of them. If you could be considered the default, if you're not a minority with regard to said demographic, and then again, we mentioned vocation, um, we mentioned education, and those variables are a little bit different because vocation, the, the correlation isn't going to be as numeric, you know, in, in those terms. You're, you're going to really just kind of quantify what fields... Um, tend to lend itself towards people abiding by um, scientific reason versus people abiding by um, histrionics and self-important rhetoric and this, we're the greatest no matter who fucking says it. Mm. This this absolute and total refusal to look at oneself. It's, it's always It's always, it's an, it's an entire swath of society that is constantly looking to scapegoat anything and yes. everything but their own self and yes. opinions. And on top of that, dude, what I'm seeing a lot more now is it's the, it's the one thing that, and I was really warming up to religion, dude. I really was. But now there's people that are just, it's, they're using You was going to put out for religion, wouldn't you? I was going to take a little bit of the, the Jesus. <laughs> But <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> Look, if Jesus is real, he don't care. He's like, <laughs> He's like that was funny. Hey, good job. But there's there's people now that are just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it up to God now. Like, and if and if and it's like <laughs> you can't do that. Like you can't do that. Like, you can't like run your go kart and then you you see like so a briar patch. Yeah, and some gravel and right in front like, of you. No, nah, I'm gonna leave it up. Yeah, to God. I'd be like, what do you? I'm leaving I'm it, up leaving to, it God. to God. It's like yeah. there's a train coming. It's yeah. like, uh-uh. I'm leaving it up to God. Yeah. Like that, when people are using that's what that we now, do in this fucking family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When people are using their their faith as it's it, what they're doing is they're using their faith as an excuse for poor behavior, as an excuse to to just let go of any responsibility that they're gonna have. And then they're they, they're making it super one-sided so that it's like, okay, because this thing is not going your way. Then, then this is the devil. This is something else. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave it up to God. If God is omnipresent everywhere, this is God's doing too. So maybe if you want to look at it the other way, do what do what God wants you to do or something like that. See, that's always been my problem with it, you know, because now I'm seeing again. Now I'm seeing people that are borderline weaponizing their faith to, to sound higher than everyone well, else. Borderline's ass. Like it, it's it's borderline deliberate is what it is. Yeah, it's. It's present, whether it's intentional or not, is going to reside somewhere on a fucking sliding scale. But in the same regard that faith is weaponized, mm. it's it, it's bedfellow. Its other side is going to be um, nationalism, nationality. This this flaunting one's status as an American and referencing the Constitution, even the oh. words, even the even the rhetoric that's associated with it. Every Every word that's associated with the foundation of the United yeah. States of America, the founding fathers. Listen, are they your fathers, Colin? No. They're not my motherfucking Mm-mm. fathers. The My existence may be predicated on the ripple effect of their... Exploits. Exploits <laughs> is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. But they're not my fucking fathers. Yeah. I don't give my a... My fathers. Yeah, I'm like, I don't give a... They're like, we're, 
we chased those dirty red. We the, didn't. Them stupid red people out of here, man. Well, no, the red coats, too. They, they, <laughs> I was thinking Indians, but yes, you are, red coats. Ca- ca- look, Kalu is a whole other type of racist. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I love this country. James Baldwin-esque kind of mm. love for this country. But in the same regard that you would never, and I harp on this, and I have many times, in the same regard that you do not enable friends who are doing self-destructive fucking things, why would you go around touting your country as being the greatest and the foundation of it and the individuals who, and I should be using fucking air quotes, the foundation of it is highly subjective. The conquering and establishment of what we now in modernity know as the United States is more apt. But when people begin um, flaunting that kind of shit... It's a uh, either the the argument is either you agree with me or you are not not a patriot. Mm-hmm. Like you are un-American if you disagree with me. Yeah, and, and and you see that especially in a lot of their statuses where they'll they'll say some dumb shit and then like like copy paste like a million American flags across the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just it makes me it then, makes like, me kind of sick. Shit, like, are you talking about the fucking Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, you're talking about just bald eagle. Like I was like, watch your tongue right now. <laughs> you know, I don't give don't a fuck. Get, don't, don't get disrespectful. I don't give a fuck about football. The Dolphins ain't done that in years. I don't give a fuck. Hey, they're on the upswing, my guy. Well, let them win, and then I'll be like walking around here like spitting in your <laughs> <Yeah>. floor and shit. <laughs> Just talking loogies. Yeah, I'm like, go ahead and clean that up, Landon. <laughs> Landon's like, okay. But yeah, it's it's making me sick. The uh, just the things that people are saying on all sides of it. It's like, guys, like, but mainly one. Side. But mainly one side. One like one like big. Big huge piece of the pie. Yeah, is occupied by. Let's be honest. These. The goddamn sky is falling. And you know, it it makes me mad that those people are the ones that are saying the most, but those people have the biggest capacity to live as comfortably as they want. It can get way worse than this, and they'll still live better than these poor people out here. They have no intersectionalities, no no meaningful. No frame of reference. They stay in the the mean on everything. Again, like you might be... Um, actually, it, it doesn't constitute, I guess, an intersectionality if you don't have more than one yeah. thing outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're female, but everything else is default, then you wouldn't have intersectionalities, yeah. I don't suppose. So, yeah, the more intersectionalities an individual has, I think the greater the capacity to naturally make those kinds of uh, deductions about other human beings and suffering and logic and things like that. But that, that isn't to say that people that lack intersectionalities lack the capacity. And that's why it's so fucking frustrating. Choosing not to, that's what I'm saying. Well, that that's, it's such a self-centered fucking thing. It's like, I, I have created, I've been, I've been raised since fucking birth to create a universe of my own doing, and I am the shepherd of said universe. Yeah. Sincerely, yeah. it is that kind of to that kind of fucking uh, degree, and you know they would never paint it as being so dramatic. Yeah. But from the outside looking in, it's just like, and this is even dramatic as far as an analogy is concerned. But like if we were watching uh, a leopard attack a fucking. Uh, gazelle like drop out of a tree on a gazelle we we would romanticize what was being said about the action but what's actually transpiring is incredibly innate and and the culmination of predisposition acted upon by socialization Mm. to a degree so we watch these innate behaviors that people exhibit that are so fucking dramatic and so manifestly the product of privilege and we have so much to say about it and it becomes a, an impossible. I, I almost said difficult, but I believe it sincerely to be an impossible conversation to have because you are fundamentally speaking two different languages. You just are residing psychologically so far apart that if that individual doesn't even have the fundamental desire to seek truth, over their own self-importance, you have no, the, the conversation ends there. Yeah. 
You know, you you can look at them as an innocuous presence, I suppose. You can you can be okay with your dumbass neighbor that acts like this. But as far as having people in your life that you give a shit what they fucking say and their ability to like look out for you or even themselves, when they when they've decided to completely tap out based upon fucking faith or based upon personal liberty, they're not to be goddamn taken seriously. No. No, and that's you know, when I sit there and I think about all this all this stuff that's going on, I, it's, I, the first thing I want to do is I look at, I look at myself. I look at where I am right now in my life. Right. I have, I live well, I have a good job. I have all this other stuff. And why is it for me? The first thing that I want to do is shut the fuck up and be thankful with all the shit that I have and just be like, how do I do as little damage as possible? You know, of course, I'll pepper, you know, a couple troll, you know, memes and stuff like that here and there online. But I'm trying to do as little damage as possible while all this stuff is going on, because I know there's people that are out here absolutely that are going to suffer way worse, way worse. And they aren't saying anything. They're just preparing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. All they're doing is just hunkering down and they're preparing. But it's these it's these this one group of people that have way more than everyone else, it seems like. Or they, 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 I guess it seems like, but they just, they, all they want to do is talk. Yeah. All they want to do is talk. Well, and again, it, it, the, the way that we best can encapsulate it, in my opinion, and it's my own little personal shit that I've contrived. So obviously I'm going to think that, but like the, it, it's less about, and we've often talked about the rhetoric that's associated with white privilege being off-putting to people instead of saying something like, black disparity from the very beginning yeah um it means the same thing yeah at the end of the day it means the same thing but the delivery mechanism is different and i i don't believe that it would have a profoundly different impact but i know that it would have some kind of impact because the rhetoric associated with privilege has been removed from the conversation yeah but um you know when when we're talking about human beings and them coming from a place of privilege and objectively, even if they're not trying to hear what you and I currently have to fucking say on this podcast, right? They're like, fuck these dudes, whatever you don't provide, you don't afford the ignorant further ammunition yeah. to, to do battle with you or do battle with windmills. Cause we're really not, I'm like, dude, I'm not operating on your level. Um, I don't, I don't give a fuck. If they tell me if it's like, it's, it's so much, it takes so little energy. If someone's like, oh, okay, but okay. For example, when we were at Nashville, right? The Uber said, you guys all have to have masks before getting in. No sweat. I didn't lose my mind. There were some police officers over there. I just went over there and I was like, Hey, do you, do any of you guys have some extra ones? We're not able to get in the Uber without it. They were like, yeah, no problem. I've got some. Problem solved. I didn't. I didn't talk about my rights being taken away. I didn't raise a stink. I didn't do any of that. It's like you. We have the the capacity and the ability. Just think, just a tiny step above where we are right there. But it seems like it's easier to throw a fit and act like a fucking twelve year old. And it like that's a part that that scares me. And when you said that you don't to not put stock into those people and not give them any ammunition or yeah, anything like that. like by by saying. Again, our rhetoric is important. Is yes. basically what I'm saying. Well, I, I, for me, it's like I don't want to give those me complaining about it or anything like that. Even in any conversation, or even like low key agreeing or anything like that, it's it's dangerous now. It's just dangerous yeah. now to do that. So what I want to try and figure out is how do we, how are we going to be in a position where we can have this conversation where no one is getting additional ammo to to fuel their echo chambers because they they're getting them they're getting it enough on their on their uh on their Facebook feeds you know there's people that are talking about the joys of the hide button and unfollow button and all this other kind of stuff people don't realize you need to have people that you disagree with yeah. that is good for your development so when you sit there and you hide it all these other people that you don't agree with you you're doing yourself a huge disservice you need to be able to hear the other side because it gives you like you were saying, that other level, that other frame of reference, because maybe it might click in your head one day when you're like, "Oh, I see where they're, I see where they're coming from, 
I see why they've said all this stuff. Right. But we choose to lock ourselves in. It's highly destructive, well, man. And and it, it honestly, and me saying, you know, not affording them any more ammunition by way of our rhetoric, it's a difficult thing to broach even with neutral rhetoric because how long, how many motherfuckers you know, even reasonably intelligent people, how many motherfuckers you know oftentimes talking about intersectionalities or just automatically know what you're referring to when you say not intersectionalities. Many. Not many. Unfortunately, yeah. not. And I, I know quite a few of our listeners will know, but it's not as common as it should be because it's a fundamental term for social behavior, not yeah. just like somebody who is a, a a master in the field. It's It's pretty common terminology. But saying, again... Not going at these people and being like, you're coming from a place of privilege because it's like that ooze in Ghostbusters, like the more like hate and vitriol that was stirred up, the more powerful it became. Mm -hmm. If you hit them with some innocuous shit that they lightweight don't know what you're talking about. They get threatened by it. But it it serves a dual purpose because it, it semi... It semi leaves them to twirl on their own and then it also gives you the fucking little uh, petty smug satisfaction of having just flamed somebody intellectually. Yeah. yeah. So I hate doing that, but I love doing it. At I the same love time. doing it. Yeah. And I also, yes, I don't, I don't always. It's one of those it. things. It's like, it feels, it feels good at that. Like when you do it and then you're just like, yeah, this didn't, it just anything. comes out of me. Like I'm, it feels like stomping a fucking ant sometimes. I'm like, I don't I care really, about stopping them. I know you don't, but you also are a shark and you sleep two hours. That's <laughs> true. But also, a lot of what's going on, you know, you mentioned religion or faith, and then we also touched on how that coupled with uh, nationalism or nationality weaponized are really at the core of this phenomena. But I think, you know, there are parallels with what's going on and um, liturgy. Like the concepts of liturgy. I wonder how high liturgical groups are handling things right now. The high liturgical groups, whether they are highly religious or not, are on Facebook testifying all the fucking time now. The pulpit is Facebook and Cindy's bitch ass who, who she's a hell of a cosmetologist, but she hurt her back. And she just so she became a certified so, MD on Facebook yes, University in, yeah, in her Tweety Bird pajama pants. Yeah, Cindy did that shit right. Yeah, um, she is preaching from the pulpit of Facebook, and the the co- the common usage of liturgy. I don't know why I made it so aggrandized, like I put filigree on the fucking term, but. Uh, liturgy refers to like a something with high liturgical value, um, with regard to religion or what whatever works off of pathos. Yeah, it gets everybody. Like Catholicism, that is a high liturgical no, group. That's a that's low liturgical value. High, no, I thought the Baptists and stuff like that were low liturgical, and then the Catholics were maybe, like maybe, high liturgical. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe motherfucker, I am. Well, okay, <laughs> liturgy. Okay, liturgy. <clears throat> like ceremony and like standing up and sitting down yes, and doing this yes. and call and response and all that kind of stuff. Okay. You, you're correct. So the frozen chosen and, and Catholics are of high liturgical value. Then low liturgical value is uh, the untethered pathos based stuff where people take up snakes and like drink bleach and do all that. That's a, that's a, other. Yeah, they do. They drink poison and shit, bro. But they uh, they would reside at the other pole. Well, yeah. a lot of you motherfuckers reside, and I don't not necessarily you motherfuckers, but a lot of motherfuckers reside in that low liturgical value range where everyone everybody is working off of everybody's self righteousness yes. and pathos and forgetting science and forgetting all that other kind and, of stuff. And yeah. and social media is the fucking pulpit. Yes. It gives people that get five likes on a, a fucking seven paragraph <clears throat> rant with, with no commas in it. It gives that person Ooh, that makes me that It gives, gives me that chills, person dude. enough validation to continue that yeah. shit. And out of those five people, somebody will share it and then mm-hmm. it'll get, you know, repeated or, or spread. And Again, Jesse, make this shareable, please. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely 
I gotta poison the well just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> it's then got me all stirred up. I need to lay down. Yeah, it's and you know, we we've just it just seems like we haven't learned anything. I feel like I became more resourceful from the when everything had shut down before. I I don't go out to eat as much. I just kind of like I, I I cook a lot more. You know what I'm saying? There's just certain things that it's like, okay, this could be gone at any moment. I'm okay. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm loving life with Landon and all my other smart things, but dude, I know how to live life without a lot of these other things. And I think that uh, when we went back to our, uh, our hierarchy of needs and how people got thrown off whenever the shutdowns and stuff like that first, first came through, I would hope that these people had an understanding of their hierarchy of needs. And then whenever with the knowledge that this may happen again, and then they're just more prepared this time, but it doesn't seem like they are. It seems like they're way worse. And it's like that. It's like that one saying like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Do you know when they realize like, well, I didn't fucking die from it. Now it's like even more ammo to continue going on and continue saying whatever. And it just makes things worse. And I think that that kind of stuff happens when you're not recognizing yourself as part of a whole. You're just seeing only you, only your world. And it's like, well, I made it. Why can't you? This is not that hard. This is a violation of my rights. It's like, come on. Well, and and we've often referenced it, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it becomes incredibly um problematic and and clearly illustrated with this shit if you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs the majority of human beings regardless of where they are socially the majority Mm -hmm. are going to reside somewhere between the belongingness and love needs and the esteem needs in this yeah. country, because esteem we, is big in this country. Well, yeah, and we got first world fucking problems here. Yeah. A lot of us, and and that that's coming from someone who ran a program for the severely mentally ill and homeless for four and a half fucking years. Like, I get it. Like, I understand poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand it as much as somebody who hasn't experienced it on a profound fucking level can understand it. Um, <clears throat> but. If you look at the largest group of people, regardless of even if they're a lower socioeconomic status, you still end up with, you know, a nice TV in your trailer and and pride in yeah. yourself. Like um, if you had nothing else as an American, you got you, we're proud. We're mm. we're poor, but we're proud. Yep. And again, that, that sounds romantic and beautiful in fucking theory, but it's, it's still it's 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 an excuse to stop working on your fucking self. Yeah. It's an excuse to and you don't go in and succeeding in conventional terms like making a bunch of money and having a bunch of shit. Um that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like you know Shaolin monks are striving towards self-actualization and they ain't balling out of control. They're not balling. They're not balling. They're balling like spiritually, I yeah. guess. They can probably sleep at night way better and than And they the, can sleep yo ass at night really if you could. fuck with them. <laughs> they really could. But it, it's a it's a cultural refusal to endeavor towards self-actualization. It's a perpetual reach yeah. from belongingness and you know in terms of your peer group it's a reach from that need to belong to these little clubs and cliques and dogmatic systems up towards esteem and grabbing little handfuls of motherfucking esteem in the hierarchy of needs and then pulling it back down into your little microcosm of 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 your echo chamber that you live in that's that's why i think people haven't learned anything from last year and that's what the shit that that scares me about what's going on not about any other sign like it's literally it's it's on the personal level that i don't think people have learned anything no like why again i keep saying it but it's like i feel like i learned a lot last year and i feel like i'm more mentally prepared for whatever stuff is going to go down i'm just more mentally prepared for it if someone if someone needs me to do a thing i don't feel for one second that my rights are being violated because I can do whatever the hell I want. I can literally do whatever I want within. And if I need to change stuff around, it's no sweat. I'll change stuff around. Like, I don't know what, what changed in 
what happened in my life, where my life got different. Cause I like to think that, well, I know that I grew up way worse than a lot of other people, but I, maybe it goes back to what you're saying. The intersectionalities that, that I have that have made this in my head. It's just like, okay, this, this doesn't seem so bad. And it this makes isn't me about me. Yeah. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel more about what other, what other people are going through. Yeah. And so it's just like, hey, I really hope that those folks are okay. Even, even the entitled dolts, it's making me sit and think like, what is it that's causing you to manifest this shit yeah. so fucking to feel like To feel like you're a prisoner, to feel like you're in uh, the Holocaust, to do like comparing that dumb bitch did. Rape. Yeah, like that dumb bitch did, comparing it to rape. Like, what, what went wrong? What went wrong? I don't know. It's what didn't go wrong. That's that. You know what? That's profound as fuck. What didn't go wrong? They didn't. Yeah. They, they didn't have their cars repossessed when they were kids. You know, they didn't have those checks get declined or bounce or whatever. They didn't have like, we had our, our phone shut off for like two, three months. They were, you know what I'm saying? They, they were never made to feel like they were never made to feel marginalized. And if ever, only by other people who aren't generally marginalized who may have more socioeconomic yeah. power than they do. Yeah. I just <laughs> that's what it is. Not enough went wrong for some of these people, man. And I hate going back to it, but it's like is it going to take some big I thought that a that a pandemic would be enough. No. Something just needs to blow up. But, but it showed how fucking stupid we are as yeah. a species. Like we're we are less um, equipped. Way less equipped than we think. We're, we're these these hardcore like, oh, I go hunt. I, I can. I'm a survivalist. But when goddamn Olive Garden shut out, shut down, you're a four year old screaming and crying on yeah. the ground. Bitch, go kill something. That's what you want to do all the time, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm out in the woods, like getting crawdads and then calculating how many calories each crawdad is going to be worth, and I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna lose a whole bunch of weight. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get real, real skinny. I'm gonna get real skinny. It's a good thing that my little short ass weighs two hundred and something <laughs> yeah, pounds. Yeah, right. It's a well. Now you're like a hundred and ninety. I'm like one ninety three, one ninety two. Look at you. I like it, man. Well, you know, like I was just carrying around unnecessary shit. Yeah. Like I carry it well, except for I have a tumness. Yeah, <laughs> tumness. Yeah, I have got a, the tum tum. A power belly on me, but uh. That's really where the majority of the weight went yeah. away. I wanted to, uh, well, you know, I want, I had another topic that I wanted to go over, but let's just, let's just kill it here, man. Yeah. I think that we've, I think we've, we figured it out that not enough has gone wrong. Um, and I still don't even think that this is enough. There's, there's so, there's so many parachutes in place, you know, like, and just like, just like I had said earlier, when everything shut down, we had our big TVs and our nice houses and our Netflix and we can door dash food whenever we wanted to. Yeah. And we could do all sorts of wild shit. And, and I'm you, just in my living room in my sex swing, just like flat getting it. Like, yeah, dude. Swinging back and forth, eating nachos. <laughs> just clapping cheeks and eating nachos, dude. No, I'm by myself. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't use it for sex. It's just yeah, like a swing. A swing. Yeah. Well, remember when you said like there was one time it was like last year or so. You were like, yeah, I just spent like $39 on DoorDash with some, for some Thai food oh, or some shit like that. It's, it's embarrassing how much cumulative amount of uh, of money that a motherfucker has spent <laughs> on DoorDash in the past, mm, we'll say eight months, well, eight, 10 months, an inordinate amount of money. Yes. Like... Well, so I, I could so, feed I could feed the children. You could feed the children. <laughs> yeah, I but could feed the world. We've a lot of people didn't learn anything, and if there's something that I learned, it was my dependence on the gym. That was something that I I the used James the James yeah the, the James Jimothy. the Jimothy. No, I I that was I had to learn. 2020 and shutdowns taught me that like it's it's you cannot outwork like a, a bad diet or just bad, bad habits and stuff like that. And of course everyone knows that, but I would just go to the gym and just work everything off. You know what I'm saying? But then when, whenever they shut down, I had to learn about better habits. Like, it's like, okay, I can't just pound sour cream and sour cream and was it sour cream and cheddar ruffles. 
with some of that ranch dip. That is that is the food of the of the gods right there. It is good. Also, the green onion dip. Is yeah, the green onion dip fucking, fucking fire. Fire. Dude. Yeah, fire. Just, just get the store brand. Yeah. Don't, oh don't, yeah. Don't don't get Lay's, dude. What are you a millionaire? Get, get the store brand of, of both of them. Yes. Like, yes. Don't one thousand percent. Uh, so don't fucking play with me. <laughs> I, I definitely learned that stuff right there. And of course, all the other things that were was going on in my life, I learned a ton. So I'm way more prepared to handle things this 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 go around, if you will. I don't think it's going to. I think we're we're blowing it up way more than than we I, like in terms of people's like fear and stuff like that. I think that people are really blowing it up. And all you have to do is if you act just a little bit calm, you'll be like, oh, that's not such a bad idea. What they're asking to do. It's just not such a bad idea. The schools are saying, hey, make all the kids wear this mask. It's not because you, yes, you have the ability to take little Billy to the hospital if something goes wrong. But what about these other people if, when something happens? They may not have the transportation. Fuck them kids. Yeah, that that's what you're saying is fuck them kids. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, I care so much. These kids can't do anything. Motherfucker, they can't do anything. I'm fighting sick. for little fetuses to be born. <laughs> exactly. But once they're born, fuck them. Fuck them, dude. They, they should have thought of that. <laughs> they should have thought of that before their skank mama and skank daddy fornicated. Exactly. In that Trans Am. <laughs> that Trans Am. It's yeah. been sitting forever. Oh, it's God. got grass grown up around it. <laughs> grown up. You went there. <laughs> but yeah, it's like if if you just think just that small little level past yourself, you'd be like, okay, that person who is who is poor at the school, they can't afford stuff if something goes wrong. Their families can't afford. To go and to to not be able to work, their families may not have those resources to go and use DoorDash. Maybe that meal that they're getting at that school lunch that everyone thinks is fucking terrible and everyone's shitting on—that's their that is a crucial meal that they have to have. And when you sit there and make this all about you, you're forgetting those people right there. And it 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 isn't helped by the fact that we are spoon fed this myth that the harder we work, the more we'll achieve. No, that yeah. doesn't apply Hell to no, anything. Doesn't apply. That doesn't apply to no. anything on an even playing field. Why would it apply in the United yeah. States of America? Like either, either we do all have the same or similar opportunity. Like this is the land where if you work hard and put your nose to the grindstone, then you can achieve. Or we openly believe in, uh, social Darwinism, yeah. which we don't openly attest to be like, most people aren't like, oh yeah, I'm a social Darwinist. But if they did, I'd be like, all right, well, I knew you were, but thank you for telling me. Yeah, please. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I honestly, the, uh, the complaining, the grandstanding, it, to me, it just, it does. It reeks of liturgy. It reeks of somebody being up in the fucking pulpit, making shit about them, getting themselves stirred up, reinforcing other people's uh, predilections towards a pathological reaction to something that they feel like is being stripped away from them because they have been born into a system that tells them that they're unique and special and that if if they come, if they do good, I'm a good person. And if I work hard, then I'm entitled to this or I'm entitled to that. Whereas if you're born with brown or black skin and a low to middle SES uh, household and you're female and you're uh, a lesbian and you are college educated and you work in mm, therapy you have all these intersectionalities that afford you an additional lens of detail when it comes to objectively analyzing this massive hallucina hallucination we're all participating in currently. It's a fact. I don't know why, like, I, I can sit here as perceivably arrogant as people would like to paint me as. I see so many people and I'm in awe of all of the things, the intersectionalities are really kind of like the roadmap of where they build from mm. on their personality and on their character. Yeah. Like you, you either bloom or you rot from the cores of those intersectionalities, I feel like. And so when you see somebody with such a, a 
pluralistic, intersectional, like, personality, existence, inherently it's like, you, you see this blooming individual that doesn't even have to, doesn't even have to fight to get their point across. It's just, to me, I'm, I, I sit and listen. I'm like, all right, okay, I 100%. Like, I, I know that I don't always do as well as I should at listening, and I think everybody should start out trying to listen thinking that. But that's a good, that's a good way to be, man. But I, I I'm trying, and again, when somebody has intersectionalities that I do not possess, I I want to hear what they have to say about stuff. I really want to. I that's really the only people I do want to hear what they have to say. Yeah, yeah. I like that, guys. I hope you all found value in this episode. Hopefully, you you see where we're coming from, and that there's a, there's just a sheer and severe lack of perspective and a lack of things that went wrong in our lives and people's lives in general to get you to a point. Um, to, sheer to, and severe baby yeah yeah i mean to, to where you where you are thinking that your your life is going to be radically changed that you're some sort of a slave or a sheep or something or that you're in part of the holocaust or this is compared to rape my god shut the fuck, shut the up. fuck up please shut the fuck up go go just get off the internet dude like i think a lot of people just need a break they just need a break Go take a walk. Cindy's back hurts. Huh? Cindy's back. Cindy, yeah. I can't take a walk, Kalu. My back bothers me when I take a walk. <laughs> then use your wheelchair and just get outside. I'm gonna for use my my sweet southern voice and I'm gonna raise it aloud on Facebook to all my it's sisters. Like the, the anthem is playing in the background. Yeah, I was talking. I was channeling. I was hoping oh, that would just naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and edit that shit in when you start talking. Yeah. I'm not going to. I wish you could. (laughs) I mean, I could. But guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Get yourselves fucking ready. And we are out. Peace.